yeah welcome in welcome back to another episode of format podcast got a pretty interesting show for you here today hope you stick around for that um but before we do you know what we got to do go ahead if you're here on youtube click on that subscribe that like and that notification bell so you're always made aware whenever new content comes out definitely trying to keep it fresh and flowing for you um if you want the audio only version of the podcast go ahead open up your audio podcast platform click that search bar type in the format podcast do a little search we should come up uh, make sure you share the show with other people you know that love sports talk and uh, not just the same old thing that you hear parroted all the time. Um, if you do like the show, make sure you like it wherever you're watching or listening and give us that five star review. And finally, please, please, please leave us a comment here on YouTube or on your audio podcast platform. All that stuff helps us rise in the algorithm, helps us find more sports fans, helps more sports fans find us. And let's get right to it. OK, so the NBA regular season is over. Thankfully, because it's long and uh, some nights it can be a real slog. But um, even still, the NBA regular season is over. And uh, now the award ballots, I think, have to be in by like, uh, I want to say noon or two Eastern time today. And um, the biggest award we know in the NBA, of course, for the regular season is what? The MVP, or as I put it, the MV3, at least this season. We have two, uh, excuse me, three extremely deserving candidates, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that today. And of course, my pick. Um, the three candidates we have are Nikola Jokic, defending two-time MVP, and uh, he may be up for a third in a row, which has some historical implications, which in all fairness shouldn't have anything to do with that, but we'll get to it. Um, we have... Uh, Former two-time MVP, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Greek freak. And uh, we have uh, former no-time MVP, but a guy who was absolutely killing this year, Joel Embiid. Okay, so this is interesting, right? Because, uh, you know, just um, checking out some stuff and thinking about what to do a show on today. I was just kind of going through my timeline, checking YouTube, reading some articles and stuff like that. And um, something was presented to me, uh, suggested to me, and that was... JJ Reddick's um, Old Man in the Three podcast talking about his vote for MVP. Now, real quick, I did not know that JJ Reddick had an MVP vote. I thought that was really interesting because he's not a journalist and he's never been an MVP winner. So I was just curious to know like how he came up with an MVP vote, but so be it. Anyway, um, so he was talking about his vote and uh, why and how he came upon that. So uh, why don't we take a look and then we'll come back and discuss it. We'll be honest with you. I went back and forth all weekend. I talked myself into all three guys. I talked myself out of all three guys. Here's what I landed on. Number one, uh, my MVP for this season was Giannis. Number two was Joel Embiid. Number three was Jokic. The Giannis thing is interesting uh, because I don't think he's going to win, uh, but I think he's the MVP this season. And I, and I, the more I thought about it and the more I tried to talk myself out of it, I just couldn't do it. He's the MVP. He's the best player on the best team. Best win percentage of all three of these guys. And it's interesting because I thought it was going to be hard for me to vote for him because of games played. And then Jokic ended up playing 69 games. Joel ended up playing 68 games. And Giannis played 63. They're all in the ballpark of each other. Per minute scoring, Giannis, number one. And I said this a couple weeks ago, 30, 10, and 5, over 50% shooting. Only Wilt has done that. And Giannis shot over 55. He's the first yeah. time in history he's ever done this. He had a historic season. Uh, 
six of the seven previous times that a player has averaged 30, 10, and 5, they've won MVP. Okay, so if you guys have uh, been with the channel for a little while, you know I've done a few shows and some shorts kind of really going at J.J. Redick for totally disagreeing with some of the things that he said in the past. With that said, that doesn't mean that he's always wrong. And this time, I'm not at all upset with how he came up with his uh, his MVP uh, uh, pick slash prediction. I'm not upset at it, and I would not be upset if Giannis won his third league MVP. No problem there. And uh, Giannis, he apparently thinks that he should win a third MVP as well. Um, we'll get to that going forward. But let's um, let's start with who I think should be the MVP. And I'll keep it simple. I think it should be MV, MB, excuse me, not necessarily because he hasn't won one yet, but because he's been dominant on both ends of the floor this year. Um, I want to say, what, what do we have here? Joel Embiid, he's uh, 33 points a game, leading the league in scoring, 10 rebounds a game. Although with that, I think he could do a little better on the rebounding. This modern NBA, there's not very many bigs. He should not be averaging less than 12 rebounds per game in my estimation, but so be it. 4.2 assists per game, really good for a center. Now that, again, may have something to do with modern pace of play and uh, just the way they do it. And also, he's got James Harden, who led the league in assists at 10.7 per game. Now, quick side note, let me jump in on that. Um, I've never been a James Harden guy. I don't like how I feel like he cheats with that step back. That's clearly a travel and they've renamed gather step and all that. But side note, um, where I got to give credit where it's due is James Harden being uh, a really great scorer all these years, but also being a guy who can really pass the rock. And even when he was in Houston, I think he was averaging like almost nine assists per game for all those years. He was putting up all those points. Now, you could have said that was a function of Dan Tony's system. Fine. But he's now here in uh, in uh, Philly uh, playing with Embiid and he's leading the league in assists at 10.7. So really impressive playing a pure point guard role has scaled back his scoring and just dishing the rock. So a lot of credit due to James Harden. And I want to say him and Embiid, he and Embiid are the first uh, center point guard duo to lead the league in scoring and assist in like 40 years. So very, very impressive. So now back to Joel Embiid, 33 points a game, first center to lead the league in scoring since Bob McAdoo, I want to say in like 76, 77 or 77, 78, right in there, right? So that, when you think about all the great centers that have played since then, that's pretty impressive. So first center to lead the league in back-to-back -back years in over 40 years and lead the league in scoring. Very impressive by Embiid. Obviously, we know about his incredible skill set. We know about his ability to rebound, block shots, and now we're seeing him becoming a better and more willing passer. So outstanding for all of that. And for me, my biggest thing is this. When it came down to it, uh, the favorite for most of the season was Jokic, and we'll talk about him shortly. When it came down to the one-on-one -on -one matchup they had, he ate Jokic alive. I want to say uh, 47 points. 18 rebounds, a couple of blocks. It was absolutely insane. He demolished him and he made a point of demolishing him. So, um, you know, all credit due, Joel Embiid would be my guy and my pick for MVP this season, you know, and, and you know, maybe you could have made the argument for that last season, but um, I, I think he's going to win it and I think he should win it because he's shown everything he's had to show. Um, he only played, I want to say, uh, either 66 or 68 games, which, you know, what are you going to do, right? It's the modern NBA. None we can do about it. It's no longer a badge of honor to play 75 plus or 80 or 82 games. It's just not. And uh, a lot of times, unfortunately, it's not the players sitting out. It's uh, it's the teams wanting to keep them out. And that's 
you know, that's hurting the players and the product. But that's a different story for another show. Now, moving right along, uh, Giannis. Giannis, absolute monster. And again, if you're not new to the channel, you know I'm a Giannis guy. I try to be objective about it, but I am a Giannis guy. 31 points a game, 11.8 rebounds per game, 5.7 assists per game, 55% shooting. First guy to do that since, drum roll please, Wilt Chamberlain. That's some pretty elite company. Now, I'm not trying to tell you Giannis is Wilt or he's a modern day wealth. I'm not even saying that, but that is some very, very elite company. Now, again, pace of play plays a role. Again, competition plays a role. It has to. Um, again, just the way the game is played today plays a role. But when you look at, and I keep pointing to this, part of the reason I'm such a big fan of Giannis, there's no drama around the guy. There's no machinations in trying to control his roster. There, there's none of this, right? There's no, uh, there's no whining and complaining. There's no off-court nonsense. There's no, look at me, look at me. All it is, is Giannis simply going out, putting in the work, and dominating year in, year out. This is the guy that walked into the league averaging six points a game. He was a beanpole. You see what he's done to his body. You see what he's done to his game. And he is dominant. He is simply the best player on the best team. And in most cases, that's normally how the NBA plays out. I mean, more and more we're seeing the storylines and the narratives get involved. And I really don't like that. I'm a big fan of standardization. I'm a big fan of criteria. And I definitely feel like there should be more standardization and there should be more criteria, something definite so that all this subjective nonsense can go out the window and we could say, hey, did you meet these benchmarks or did you not? And if more than one player met these benchmarks and did not, then you compare who is the higher among having met the benchmarks, the benchmarks, and there we go. We have our MVP. This should not be this difficult. It should not be this much of a point of discussion, argument, what have you, but it's going to be what it's going to be. Giannis clearly believes that he should be the MVP. Check out his comments here. And um, maybe he's right about that. He, he has been arguably the best player in the league for some years now. And uh, we see it with his team. We see it, what he's accomplished. Uh, we see the fact that he is now a champion. Um, and, you know, he's carrying his team to do it. And he doesn't have a super team. He has a very deep team. He has a very well-coached team. He has good players around him, but he doesn't have a super team. And he's never tried to manipulate the roster to get it. Okay, next up, Jokic. Now, this is where, this is where it becomes problematic for me, right? Um, Jokic is an analytics person's dream. So if you get writers voting on this who are big on analytics and again, a couple episodes back, I did the I did a show basically explaining why analytics are total garbage. You can go back and check that out. Well, OK, I can't say total garbage, but they're bad in that they can really, really lie to you. Um, Jokic this year averages 25 and a half a game, 12 rebounds a game, 9.8 assists per game. So narrowly missed out on getting the triple double on the season. He would have been the first center to do so. And that would have been crazy. Uh, I can admit that. But again, while he is extremely skilled, <laughs> the modern NBA has something to do with him putting up these numbers. Now, um, what to me is crazy is the 24 and a half a game, the 12 rebounds a game, 9.8 assists per game. Meanwhile, he's still at 63% field goals and 38% from three. Like those are crazy, crazy numbers. So to me, there's no disrespect in terms of Jokic's ability, but for him to be the MVP this year, nah. Because when you get eviscerated, when you play your closest competition uh, up close, nah, that, that can't do it for me. Um, 
Now I get it, it's not a one game thing, but things like that in my estimation can be the separator between winning those types of awards. And so now you get into the historical piece of it. So I've mentioned history when it comes to Embiid in terms of being the first center to lead the league in scoring in back-to-back -back seasons in over 40 years. Uh, him and Harden being the first uh, center point guard duo to lead the league in scoring and assists in over 40 years. I mentioned uh, Giannis being the first guy to put up the numbers he's put up since Wilt Chamberlain, right? And now Jokic almost being the first center to ever average a triple-double and, uh, you know, his back-to-back. -back. Now here's where the history comes in. If he were to win a third one in a row, that puts him up there with, I want to say, uh, is it, I want to say it's Bill Russell and Larry Bird or Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain and Larry Bird or Will Chamberlain, and Larry Bird. Either way, um, some confluence of those three who are three of the top 10 players of all time. Now, this is a regular season award and I get it history theoretically shouldn't come into play it should be what you did this season and how that stacks up to your competition this season history should not play a role but i really find myself having a problem putting Jokic in the historical company of those all timers i don't think he deserves to be there i just don't and so for me unfortunately uh you know we all have our flaws and i can admit that that's a flaw of mine i'm a proponent of history in everything right whether it's military history whether it's african history african-american history uh you know whatever it may be history in sports i am a proponent of history so history always plays a role even sometimes where it shouldn't in how i view things and to me I'm not ready to put Jokic on that historical uh, tier in terms of having three straight MVPs. I just can't do it. Um, now, even with that said, even if we leave the history out, just watching what happened when he went up against Embiid, I, I just can't do it. I know, again, it's not a one game sample size. I just can't do it. I don't think that he's better than Giannis. Giannis is the best player on the best team. I think Jokic's, Jokic's system and his skills, because he is a very skilled big, but his system allows him to do so many of the things that he does. And listen, we also have the problem of, and again, I know it's a regular season award, but you're going into such lofty company and you've never been to the finals. I just can't do it. So um, again, I think if, if you ask me and you didn't, but I'm gonna tell you anyway, because it's my show, um, Embiid is my pick for uh, MVP of this season. And what I want to know from you is, who is your pick for MVP for this season? Is my logic flawed? Um, what do you think? Go ahead, leave those comments in the comment section. Can't wait to hear from you. And I'll be back on the next episode. And I'm out. Peace.